Hey guys, welcome back to Talking MSU Hockey. My name is Brad LaPlante. As always, every Tuesday we're back. Uh, Michigan State, let's uh, let's talk about that. Um, NCAA tournament's coming up uh, with the hockey stuff. Um, we have a little bit more on where Michigan State's going to end up or where they're, I mean, they're ev- inevitably not going to end up in everything. So we'll get to that in a little bit, kind of uh, draw into what needs to happen in order for Michigan State to actually end up in the NCAA tournament field of 16. So, um, And we had uh, a bunch of other stuff happen today, like, for example, RIT uh, lost uh, in the Atlantic hockey uh, bracket. So now that obviously affects, um, you know, sort of uh, the tournament field and everything with that, with that in college hockey. So um, really, I just kind of want to start uh, today's episode by breaking down the Minnesota game. Um, obviously, Michigan State lost 5-1. to one. Anybody who's casual listener or casual viewer of Michigan State hockey will know that, uh, I mean, that's not, that's not a great score, right? I mean, um, if we look back uh, to every single game that Michigan State has played against Minnesota this season, who, by the way, Minnesota is one of the, I mean, they are the top team in college hockey right now. I, I think, personally, I could see Minnesota going to the national championship and winning it. So just to give you an idea of where Minnesota's at, I mean, they got tons of guys who can go into the NHL right now and end up on a roster spot. So, uh, I mean, Jimmy Snuggerud, Logan Cooley, uh, I mean, just to name a few, Brock Faber right now, I mean, he's he's got the maturity as a defenseman just to go in there um, with Minnesota and tear it up, uh, the wild, I mean. But um, anyway, we look back, uh, Michigan State lost the first game of the uh, first game against Minnesota of the season, um, five zero right uh, at home it wasn't great Minnesota scored three goals in the third period made it five zero okay it wasn't the best it wasn't great um, then the second game they ended up losing uh, six to three right also um, the the then Michigan State went to Minnesota actually lost eight to nothing two three period uh, three goal periods and then we go uh, back to um, uh, the second game against Minnesota in Minnesota, and it was six to three after a scoreless first period. So, um, that might have been score wise, maybe the most competitive game, but uh, this game was definitely one for the books. Now, I again, before prefacing this, I really just want to dig into the shot numbers before, um, we really uh d- dive in to, um, all of this, right? So Michigan State had, uh, or I'm sorry, Minnesota had 39 shots in that first game, right? 39 shots when they won 5-0 in East Lansing. Meanwhile, uh, Michigan State had 25. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't terrible. It was 39-25, right? But Minnesota did outshoot Michigan State, which made made sense right then we go back to the second game in east lansing uh michigan uh michigan state lost six to three minnesota 
uh, had 41 shots, and Michigan State had 43. So again, it was a, it was a relatively better competitive game. Um, there were a, a lot more mistakes that Michigan State made in that series. I think that um, it it's also fair to say that Michigan State was still finding their footing as a team, and that Minnesota series was really when you started to see M- Michigan State add the measuring stick. Like, where is that gap, and where does this team need to go in? It's recruiting and it's program and everything like that. So then we look at this uh, this third game back in Minnesota when Michigan State lost by a grand total of 8-0. Minnesota, uh, Minnesota had outshot them 30-21. Actually, not a ton of uh, shots in that game. 33-21. So, um, again, not great. Uh, but, the, you know, they were outshot. And then in this game as well, um, we have a 6-3 loss by Michigan State. Uh, Minnesota with um, 20 shots, actually, and Michigan State with 29. So in two games, Michigan State was actually able to outshoot Minnesota. Um, But like I said, I think in the first two series against Minnesota, Michigan State made a lot of mistakes. And Minnesota is a team where, right, you make mistakes and this team is going to make you pay. Um, It's not easy to make mistakes and win against Minnesota. Actually, it's probably impossible. But uh, somehow teams have beaten Minnesota. And actually, Michigan State is the only Big Ten team to not have a single point against Minnesota all season. So there is that. And this program still does have a long way to go. But let's talk about this game, right? So Jeremy Davidson starts out the scoring, actually, on the power play for Michigan State about midway through the first period, right? Jeremy Davidson scores epic power play, great two first two shifts by both power play lines, right? So you have Carson Dorwer, Jagger Joshua, Daniel Russell. They all don't score, actually, and and Justin Close ends up finding the puck and covering it. Second line comes in, so that's Davidson, you got Muka, and you got a bunch of other guys on the on the um on the ice, I think Cole Krieger was actually really instrumental in actually finding out how to fight, how to draw up that play. But like I said, uh, Davidson was able to um, find find some space and put it back just in close, and it was actually a pretty impressive goal. However, uh, Michigan State wasn't able to sustain the pressure for very long, and Minnesota was not a team that it's it is easy to keep down. Um, it also doesn't help that uh, Michigan State's offense was really where you're going to see this team uh, struggle. So, like, Mi- Minnesota's defense matches up very well against Michigan State's offense. Whereas, like, Michigan State's defense is good, but it's is it good enough to sustain, you know, and keep up with Minnesota's firepower? Eh, not really. So uh, that's kind of where you had that big gap, and Minnesota is just a really good team. But again, Michigan State played a full 60-minute game. I really think that there's not much else you can do, and there's also the fact that, I mean, things just weren't going Michigan State's way. You had a, you had a situation where um, the, the puck was fired in on a bounce, right? And it, it bounces off the glass behind Dylan St. Cyr, ricochets off of Dylan St. Cyr's back and finds its way into the net. I mean, at at that point, what else are you going to do? 
don't know. So uh, it was it was tough. It was um, it was a tough game. I mean, it wasn't actually that bad to watch, to be honest, because Michigan State was fighting. They found uh, a way to keep themselves in the game, and Adam Nightingale should be very proud of what he's put together, the coaching staff that he's put together. Um, all of the staff at Michigan State has actually done an incredible job this season. So uh, he, there's not much else to say. Minnesota is just a really, really good team, and they will probably beat Michigan this, this weekend. So where do we go from here? What is what what are Michigan State's NCAA tournament hopes looking like? And the answer is pretty slim. Like it's very thin margin, right? So if we look at the pairwise standings right now as they stand, Michigan State actually uh, holds um, the number 16 seed in the uh, well not seed, sorry, their number uh, 16 in the pairwise right now. Right, and the problem is actually the the after after this weekend the the margins probably got even thinner because right now Michigan State is 16 and there's 16 teams in the field. The issue with this right now is that the team ahead of Michigan State now is not Merrimack because if it were Merrimack. If Merrimack loses this weekend, dropping a spot is actually a pretty feasible thing to expect. However, Merrimack just beat Boston College in overtime. And now, with the way that Merrimack's schedule has panned out, because this pairwise, it's computer rankings that ranks every team that you've beaten and lost against. And then formulates it into a ranking of which team basically is best. That's It's just an algorithm to decide which team is the best team. And right now, Minnesota's at the top, but Merrimack was at 15 for a while. And Merrimack uh, actually um, was at 15. Now they went up. Now they're at 14 due to what happened around them and the, and the teams that lost and won, uh, you know, further back or up front in the field. And so now Merrimack... Again, like I said, is 14. Alaska, by the way, hasn't played in a while, probably like three weeks, because it's an independent team and they don't have they don't have a conference. So because Alaska doesn't have a conference, uh, they aren't they aren't playing. So Michigan State can't really jump Alaska, and so Alaska will probably get in at the as the 15 seed, and Michigan State will be the first team out. Again, 16, but. Um, I should preface this because if I mean if you don't know how college hockey works, it's a little hard to explain in just a very short period of time. But um, I will say this: so it's it's very similar to almost every college game you'll find, right? So you win your conference, and that's an automatic bid into the tournament, right? So right now, Atlantic Hockey does not have a team to that's in the top 16 none of Atlantic Hockey's teams are are high enough to really be considered it's the same way that that you would think about uh football and the teams where like they're adding group of five schools right so the group of five teams are never going to be high enough to make it into or rarely are going to be high enough to make it in to the actual you know college football playoff but they have an automatic bid same thing here um, but RIT, 
who was the favorite, just got knocked off of the Atlantic Hockey playoffs. So now we have a situation where the t- the winner isn't going to be our IT, but that 16 spot regardless is already going to be taken. And Michigan State's hopes kind of are getting slimmer and slimmer and slimmer by the day because this past weekend, uh, Northern Michigan upset Michigan Tech, which is a problem because Michigan Tech and Minnesota State, who, you know, are the other two teams, right? So Minnesota State is ranked in the top 16. So is Michigan Tech. Northern Michigan is ranked like number 25, number 27 currently. So they, if they win the CCHA, that's another team and that's another cutoff spot. And that would actually drop Alaska from the rankings. So because Alaska isn't in a conference and they're not able to win a tournament. So that's the that's see this is the problem of not being in your own conference. That's actually what's I mean side note sidebar. It's kind of kept Arizona State from uh, succeeding as much as they'd hoped to. But either way, uh, Michigan State's hopes don't look that great, and it's not. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm not going to tell you there's a way or there's a path. Um, it's pretty slim. Very slim margins right now. I mean, they were slim before, and they're probably slimmer now. Because I don't know that if Merrimack loses its conference championship, I don't know that that's enough to drop them two spaces. Like, I would definitely put Merrimack above Michigan State. Like, at most, it might drop them to 15 again. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, Boston College is uh where that I guess I guess beating them wasn't wasn't uh a huge victory but at the same time like you know what I mean it's 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 just it's very hard to anticipate a a, a situation in which Michigan State makes it with that said Michigan State had just the fact that they've come to this position crazy wild Absolutely insane. Um, if you would have told me that Michigan State was seeking a position in the NCAA tournament at the beginning of the year, I'd be, holy shit. Don't know how that happens. I don't know where that would have came from, but uh, I'm all for it. And if you would have told me that Nico Mueller or Jagger Joshua would be among team leaders in points, I don't know what I would say. I would probably be speechless. Um, the, the I guess the good news is that this team has uh, come a long way. And there's only more excitement coming forward, right? So, I don't know. Um, It's very exciting. It's very exciting stuff in East Lansing. Uh, But with, again, with that said, um, it's hard to, it's hard to say with the, with the whole tournament stuff, but. Um, that's that's really kind of all I wanted to talk about today is uh, just the Minnesota game and how this shouldn't be uh, it shouldn't be narrated like a bad loss because I think that Michigan State came in as the underdog. They played as hard of a game as I've seen them play and came out with a five one loss. So um, Nightingale's done a great job, and if Michigan State wins the Big Ten at any time in the future. That will be this will be the foundation putting season that they were kind of searching for.
Um, we got lots of stuff planned coming up in the future. Uh, next week, we got a special guest episode, and then I'm not sure where we're going to go from there. But thank you so much for everyone who's listening so far. And uh, subscribe. Do all the things. We're on YouTube. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google, all the stuff. And I will see you guys again in the next one.